When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, he's not quite a coffee asshole, but he's still an asshole about coffee. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. This is the Journey for Java podcast, a show about coffee for people who enjoy coffee and like listening to stories about people, places, and things involving coffee. Seriously, only an asshole would make it this complicated. It's the Journey for Java podcast. You want some coffee? Yeah. Make it fresh pot. A Britain on Tour podcast show. Fresh pot! About what else? Coffee. Coffee is the number one drink in the world. Everybody drinks it. Even little kids in Mexico drink coffee. Well, I'm not a little kid in Mexico, okay? Here's BD. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode three of The Journey for Java. We're going to get to my guest, Will, from the Artery Community Roasters very, very quick. But first, we're going to talk about how we got there today. Part of this journey is telling great stories from around the world, Uh, coffee people, coffee products, coffee roasters, musicians, actors, you name it, anyone involved in coffee that loves coffee. I got a whole bunch of different kind of cool episodes coming up that are going to touch on almost everything that the Brenton on Tour podcast covers, which is coffee, music, travel, and life. But, you know, everyone's attached in coffee in some capacity, so we're going to get into it and have some fun. Thanks to my friends at DeanBlundell.com for hosting me over there and uh, our friends down at Boot Crew Media in New Orleans for having me on the Boot Crew Media Network as well. Thanks to my friends at Blue Microphones uh, for, you know, trying to make me sound good uh, and everyone else involved with uh, getting this podcast out, Mike for my intro uh, and you the listener, everybody. So I was contacted by a good friend of mine that I used to work with, uh, Aaron Coyle, how are you, in Ottawa, and told me about this amazing roastery in Ottawa called the Artery Community Roasters, and she said, you got to check in with them, you got to sort of see if you can, you know, review their bean, you'd probably dig it, and so I reached out to Will, and he graciously came back and said, sure, man, I'd love to tell the story, so he filmed a bunch of video for me, too, about, about the roastery uh, that I'll post on YouTube uh, when it's all said and done. Uh, you can also watch this whole, you know, episode on YouTube as well. But uh, let me read you a little bit of a mission statement from their website, which is to employ people living with disabilities, pay them a living wage, and maintain a culture of respect, diversity, inclusion, and learning. Help inspire other businesses to hire more people living with disabilities, roast ethically sourced coffee with care, and get it to customers within a week or less of roasting. So that's my uh, cup of java, if you will, and a great story that I wanted to tell. I mean, just giving you a prime example, I mean, his social media manager, Aaron Sari, uh, I hope I pronounced that correct, Aaron, but she is a quadriple- uh, quadriplegic, you know, from the shoulders down and is posting daily videos uh, on her Instagram about her recovery to walking and it's super inspiring and 
will and the artery have given uh, herself and other people like her in a scenario that uh, may it might be otherwise harder to get out into the workforce has given them an opportunity to earn and make money and uh, and go to work and 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 get back to normal and it's a great story so i uh, couldn't wait to tell it and i'm happy that you join me today to listen to it so the journey continues. It is the journey for Java episode three with my guest, Will Wells from the Artery Community Roasters. Settle in, my friends. Order their beans. You know, spread the word. Get it out there. I really want to get this episode out to people and, and really spread this amazing cause that Will's doing. And, uh, and I can't wait to test his coffee bean. It's on the way, I've been told. So get it out there. Like, share. Let's tell the story of Will and the Artery Community Roasters from Ottawa, Canada. Here we go. Dude, thanks for making the time. I appreciate it. I, uh, your your uh, roastery was put on my radar by some friends of mine. Uh, uh, a good friend of mine, Aaron Coyle in Ottawa, sent me a note saying, you got to check these guys out. I think you'd love it. Um, you know, just, on a, just in a general term of trying to get your coffee sent to me or, or buying some online or getting some shipped out, she's like, oh, I really like it. It's awesome. But what they do in the core of what they do um, of hiring people with disabilities is just such a great story. And, uh, she thought it would fit perfectly into, you know, the journey for Java podcast and what we're trying to do with it and tell great stories and things like that. So, uh, I couldn't wait to get you on and, and you made a time and I appreciate it, man. So welcome. Oh, thanks. This is awesome. Yeah, no, I, I love talking about what we're doing and, uh, you know, I love talking about two things and that's kind of, you know, my staff and then great coffee, which is the two things we do. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm here. I'm here for it. Let's get into it. Now it looks like you're in Scuttlebutt Lodge Dairy. Yes, yeah, so I'm actually. Uh, so I'm not in the roastery now because I am kind of. I live out in the uh, in the countries of in the in the wilds of Quebec, and uh, we're under curfew, so we can't leave our house past eight. So a couple times I've gotten stopped coming back from the roastery a, few, a bit late. So uh, I thought we. I, I have sent you a video that uh, I know yeah. we can uh, we can talk about later, but uh, for now I'm just kind of in my little. Uh, little chalet next to my house which are kind of my little escape so it's not as fancy as uh some but it's cozy i got a fireplace and fun stuff yeah watch some hockey chill out it's good yeah it's no, good yeah, i'm an ontario guy so for me it's uh I'm, I'm you know i'm east of toronto i'm i'm, I'm used to it man gathering around yeah. a fire and uh, hanging out uh, it was my youth so yeah for but sure. here we are uh uh in uh coffee now in podcasting um i did a series uh, the first time through um, called the coffee cast where, you know, I, I dove a little bit into the process of coffee and, and introducing people to it and dumbing it down because for me, it was a relatively new journey for me, but totally. I, um, I, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different kinds of coffee conversations that happen. So I can talk all day long about roasters and different things like that. And we can talk gear and all the rest of it, but I'm fascinated actually in the process uh, of how this whole thing came together. So yeah, sure, let's, yeah. um, why don't you run down what, what the roastery is all about and, and yeah, how it so, came together. You know, on, on, on the surface of it, you know, we kind of have like, I'd say two kind of general overarching missions and that's one hiring people living with disabilities and paying them a living wage. So, you know, and even then uh, our salary started at $16 an hour and uh, you know, I wish I could pay even more than that. So the goal is to keep kind of getting bigger so we can kind of do more full-time work for people and benefits. So that's the one side. Uh, is, is giving them meaningful work and making them, you know, part of the team and, and they're contributing and they're helping to build this, this incredible product. And that's the second thing is, is, is specialty coffee. So we're not just kind of, uh, 
a social enterprise just trying to give people jobs. We're also trying to, you know, do really good special specialty coffee and make it, like you were saying, not that we're trying to dumb down the coffee, but we're trying to make it uh, coffee that can kind of be a stepping stone into specialty because a lot of people find specialty a bit uh, uh, hard to get into. You know, you have these companies with really polished looking boxes and it looks like you're buying like, like a, a, a diamond inside of a, of a box. It's just coffee, right? So we try and make it really approachable. Um, but again, these are really kind of high-end, single-origin, single-producer coffees for the most part, uh, roasted and packaged uh, by myself and my staff. So uh, that's kind of the two main missions, I'd say, is just the ethics behind actually how we roast it and package it, which is hiring people with disabilities, and then making sure that it's really kind of direct trade uh, and uh, building relationships with the farmers too. A lot of roasters kind of say uh, direct trade and throw it out there, but we really are kind of, you know, uh, getting to know the, the the producers. They know our names, we know their names, and, and we're hoping to kind of it's, get together post-COVID. It's important yeah. to me to to tell that story a little bit about how, how important it is to have that relationship with the farmers. Um, yeah. From the standpoint, I don't think a lot of people understand, hopefully they're learning through this, but right. I don't think a lot of people understand but just how competitive it is and, and just like that you really have to, you know, you, you guys independently have to set the, the market, you know, or these guys are going to, you know, lose their, they're going to oh, lose man, their farms, you know, people don't realize, you know, like coffee producers have it tough to say the least. I mean, 70% of the world's coffee producers are food insecure. So they don't have a meal every day. 70% um, in Colombia, which is, you know, uh, one of the, the greatest regions in the world for coffee 98% of the coffee is sold below or at fair market price and fair market price is already too low. So 98% of the coffees, these amazing coffees are being sold for way below what they're actually worth. So what we're trying to do is, you know, we, we, we work with a guy named Brandon Adams in Montreal, who's really more of a coffee advocate than, a, than an importer. And he doesn't work with big companies and stuff. And he connects us directly with the farmers. And from there, you know, we we build relationships and, you know, go to my Instagram page. It's just filled with the farmers that we work with commenting and and, and talking to us and saying, oh, I love the way you've done with the product. So it really is like a building relationship and, and, and talking about building relationship, you know, it gets us great coffee. But at the same time, like we're paying them above uh, above market and you can go on our website and see the the farm gate price which is what we pay farmers which most companies won't kind of say what they what they pay and sure. not just that too but let's say next year they have a bad crop so our, our friend the ortega family who are really close to we've bought three of their coffee four of their coffees already we're really kind of in with with, with them and what they're doing the, the, how they pay their staff um let's say next year they have a bad crop so this amazing coffee we have this year which uh, you know, people, the coffee world, we, we talk about the coffee score. So let's say we have an 88 or an 87 coffee from them, which is a really high scoring coffee. Maybe next year, that same variety takes a dip. There's a, for whatever reason, there's so many varieties, especially with climate change that can affect the coffee. It goes down to an 84. So a lot of specialty roasters are going to say, sorry, you know, like I can't buy an 84. It's just the step, the step down in quality is too much. And that ruins that farmer. I mean, if they can't, sell that coffee they go hungry yeah. that year they can't reinvest in their farm so what we do is we say no we'll still buy that coffee and i'll figure out i'll put it into a blend i'll i'll roast it a bit darker for the folks that like a darker roast like you can an 84 for most people that, that kind of like a, a good cup of coffee they're not gonna that's a really good an 84 is still a really good cup of coffee but for for you know the higher end roasteries they don't touch it so that just ruins farms so for us we're not about that like the relationships with the farmers and relationships with my staff that comes before kind of that pursuit of the perfect cut because i think that kind of uh 
when you start kind of looking for that perfect cup, it gets in, in front of your actual, the goals, the ethics behind the business, right? You kind of get your, your judgment gets clouded. So, well, you got to keep it fun. And that was the, po the point for me about doing this um, podcast really was to dumb down the journey to the point of um, like, what, how do they get rankings and how do they rank coffee yeah. and, and yeah. educating people on that side of it. Um, I wrote an article a while ago called, you know, which coffee asshole are you? Right. And it offended I'm all of them, <laughs> so. but it, but it, but everyone is one in some capacity. Yeah, it's just, so, you don't, yeah. you have to pick through, but what it did do is it was a really funny bit because it was, it offended a lot of like the, you know, well, it's, it's no different than a, than a, somebody that's great with wine or whatever. It's the same. It's the same shit. There's this level. And I'm like, it shouldn't be like, you should be able to enjoy it. What I, what I do want people to do is get out of the drive through yeah and get in and, and get out of your car but part of this that i'm doing is i'm also going to a and w and i'm going to 7-eleven and i'm going to all these totally. places yeah. and saying what how do you how does yours taste and whatever and just dumbing it down but right. i love the fact that you're still um you know ranking aside sure i'm, I'm sure you want to offer the highest rank you can but supporting the farmers from that regard no matter what you know i'm sure if it dips to like a 60 you'd probably have something to say but yeah, you, know, you know, I think the, it, it would have yeah. to keep a, a level. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So it's super important to us. And, and, and like, again, like I always say, like, what goes around comes around too. So like, when we start doing that kind of stuff, and we build the relationships, um, when they do have like a real special coffee, so they have a geisha or one of these, you know, varieties that's really sought after, uh, maybe they'll they'll offer it to me before some bigger roaster sure. that which which would be better for them in a way to have it the bigger roaster. Uh, say you know i have the ortega family so-and-so uh variety but maybe they offer to us because we've been there in the, in the bad right. times but really you know it goes around comes around that's kind of what i always think when it comes to business so well it seems like a method that you're practicing um obviously i want to touch here on hiring people with disabilities so yeah. um walk me through that because um yeah. I, i'm sure it has its challenges just in itself of the, of the sure. implementation but obviously trying to offer a space so how does that idea come together? And yeah, totally. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of been a, a dream in the making for a while. So um, maybe 10, 11 years ago, my, my girlfriend, who's my wife now, uh, started volunteering at this organization called Able To, which was, well, it was called Citizen Advocacy at the time. Now it's called Able To. And what it is, it's a matching program. So they take people with disabilities and volunteers that are kind of uh, ready to volunteer as like an ally or a friend or a mentor or whatever you want to call it. And uh, they do stuff together. So you can either, you know, help them with the CV. You can go to Tim Hortons. You can go to a movie. Just a friend. Because, you know, what people don't realize is we take our, like our relationships for granted, I think, a lot of the time. So the average person in Canada, say, has about 125, 150 people that they can actually call part of their support network. So not just, like, your 1,000 Facebook friends, but, like, 150 people that you could call, that you know, that you see on a fairly regular basis. I mean, pre-COVID, pre right? So 150. If you take somebody, let's say, in Canada with a cognitive disability, that support network shrinks down to about two or three people. So it really is like uh, for a lot of people that have disabilities, they're isolated, right? They're not in uh, – they don't get to go to a job every day. They don't get to maybe go to school every day. So um, I think by by offering this kind of opportunity uh, – or sorry. So anyways, the matching program uh, kind of pairs people. So I was super into that. I got involved with the matching program. Um, and just to, to kind of help someone expand their, their network a bit, right? So I got paired with a guy named Jesse, who was awesome dude, 
um, raised by his 18 year old brother. They had a really tough life, but they're were, they were wonderful kids and uh, or one of adults, you know, young adults. Uh, he passed away from cancer a couple of years ago. Then I got further involved with the charity and I started kind of sitting on the board of directors. I started um, being the chair of this, uh, this in the spotlight event where it was people, uh, artists with disabilities come from around the world to perform at the casino here in Ottawa or Ottawa Gatineau. Um, so I was really getting involved with the charity. I got uh, back paired with, um, you know, through the matching program with another guy. And, you know, during these times with with the community, I kept hearing the same thing, which is, you know, it's great that we have these kind of like dances or we have these Christmas parties and stuff, but we wish we could have jobs. Like none of us have real kind of jobs. And that's for a lot of reasons too. It's uh, for one, like, like we were just alluding to before, like there are some challenges with uh, hiring people with disabilities, so depending on the, on the person and the job. Like if you're in a construction site, it may not work for some people with disabilities. And so there's obviously that reduced pool of, of candidates. And then the second thing is they have a lot of like disability payment issues. So if you work too many hours, you can lose your disability sure. payment. So there's lots of that and some bosses just don't want to have to deal with managing that or helping to manage that so anyways i kept hearing these same stories about not being able to find job and it's not so much about i mean it's sure people want to get paid well they want to get you know, income but it's also about being belonging to something and contributing to something so i thought okay how can i help how can i play a small role in like using my privilege to do something so i had this idea of running a coffee shop for a while and knowing, you know, think I used to be a barista back in the day. I was like, there's no way I'm going to put other people through that because it's a really tough job. Uh, and I thought, what about coffee roasting? So uh, I've been a roaster and a garage roaster in this very garage, you know, behind me for 10 years. Um, started off in a frying pan after a cab driver told me in Ethiopia, this is how my family did it. So I started doing it in a, in a frying pan and kind of went to a smaller where did uh, you get your roast. beans from? Where did you get your beans from at that time? If you're like an, okay, so, I'm gonna, so how, like, how do I do yeah. How do I do this? How do I, what yeah. do I do? So he, so this guy was, you know, I took this guy like a cab every back in the day. So funny enough, speaking of COVID, I was working on the H1N1 file uh, for the government. I'm also a public servant during the day. And I was taking late night cabs. I was working till midnight every night. And mm. I was taking the same cab. He was always there. So we became pretty close. And he told me about the coffee. And I said, okay, I need to find green beans. He said, okay, there's a place, Blue Nile restaurant. They might sell to you if you go in there and you know and, and ask nicely. They don't really usually sell, but I went in. I I kind of found that they had some green beans. Started talking to them. They started selling me green beans. I found another little corner store that sold me Ethiopian rafi that was like really good for like six dollars a pound, which you know for a small small bulk was really good. So I was kind of and they'd always tell me like don't tell your friends about this. This is not you know like this is like we don't want lots of people buying this. So like I had my spots and. Uh, and yeah, I just started roasting for like charities, started roasting for friends and that kind of stuff. And I just started thinking, this is this is what I'm going to do. So I started telling lots of people about this idea that I wanted to do a social enterprise roastery. I would pretty much tell anybody who would listen. And and thankfully for me, one of the guys who was listening was Ian Fraser. So he's the executive director of Run Ottawa, which is the uh, not-for-profit in Ottawa that does the marathon, which is one of the biggest, I think, marathons in Canada, and um, if not the biggest. I don't want to start a feud between yeah, between right. rival marathons, but uh, he uh, he said I have a pretty big warehousey space in the back of our HQ. Why don't you set up a roastery there? And I said okay. So that was just in September. Uh, so really, we came together really quick in three just months. Past September, September yeah, twenty. Just, just past September, you know wow. they they just have to they just had to kind of like canceled their big marathon into a virtual race. They were looking for other ways to diversify and kind of get into more of a 
uh, expand into kind of like lifestyle products and that kind of stuff because they're all about health and everything and obviously coffee is good for you as unless you drink like 12 cups a day like I do but um so yeah so he was just like let's let's roast a coffee together so I I, I do a coffee line for them called uh, Tempo Blend which is really a nice uh, two origin coffee and um and then they gave me kind of a space in the back of their warehouse where I set up shop I'd already had my eye on a roaster for a while that I wanted and we can get into that too and I have a video of that for you guys um and I had some ideas and I'd already kind of had a few connections in the coffee world so I just kind of worked 80 hour weeks and right. <laughs> got it all together you know so so really I, I was gonna ask you like how long have you really been in business for when you were doing it out of your out of the scuttlebutt lodge there that i see yeah you're right. doing it out of different things were you selling it or are you just doing it to try to master it and, and no i was just doing it out of a, a love right. of getting really fresh coffee sure. you know yeah like, I was it's something we all want to learn <laughs> yeah you know like and it's so easy to do i always tell people like Obviously, I want you to buy beans from me, but it's so easy to roast your own too. Um, and you may, you probably won't get um, the quality of green beans that I get because you're not buying in bulk and you don't have the connections, you know. And you and you probably won't get as consistent roast in a you know frying sure. pan or a popcorn machine. But it's still so fun and to have like freshly roasted beans. Um, so yeah, like it's just one of those things where I was just doing it for fun, and I was and I was doing it at uh, for charity events, and and in once in a while I had um. I started a basketball tournament, uh, just a charity basketball tournament. And for that, I did up a bunch of baskets with coffee and those all sold. And I was thinking, okay, like it's good coffee, it's selling. So that kind of further kind of solidified my desire to get this in motion. So it's a really cool i i just had uh the coffee queen on uh in episode two uh that we ran into when i was over in um oslo norway i was at tim wendelbo which is one of my favorite awesome. coffees in the world he's a great guy he was on yeah, episode amazing. 10 and um next door they have a company called roost, roost yeah they're roost. so cool yeah yeah the the, the home the home uh, uh sample roaster, roaster. yeah it's so, so cool it's such yeah. a great machine and um you know not uh, affordable for your average yeah, person starting yeah. out but it's a really even great for your, machine even for me it's tough yeah I, I looked at it and i love it because yeah. it has zero zero smoke and stuff too right so it's so cool but yeah uh, she was cool she she gave me the tour and everything and so we were able to record that and uh, talk a little bit about that so um home roasting is definitely something that's still away from me I, I have to add it to my world but i'm, I'm definitely getting excited to add that oh, as yeah. the next kind of step uh, to I go always with tell that. people like just go on Kijiji, look for an old B more. Like I got my first B more for like two hundred bucks uh, from this dude who um, was had health problems and couldn't drink coffee anymore. So he kind of hooked me up with this B more and a whole bunch of green beans and told me some tricks, and off I went. Yeah, so like I would just say get on Kijiji or like Facebook mm -hmm. Marketplace, get a B more, and like there's a challenge for the listener. So yeah. if you're listening out there and you're like, listen, I, I need a, I need something to do. I need something to do at home. We're going to issue the challenge right now. And in about four weeks, Will's going to come back on the show and we're going to, we're going to see how you did. We're going to oh, get yeah. you to send me <laughs> and send me an email. I'll tell you how to do that's it. Right. It's super easy. Yeah. I'll tell that. you so that's exciting, man. Yeah. So it's you're tough, really yeah. only going since September. Um, and yeah, and so we opened December 10th is when we actually went online for sales. So, and then, so, you know, this whole thing with COVID and everything, I mean, I guess you couldn't gauge before and after so i mean i guess my question is what how is it going then in the current state of the world for coffee yeah. and you you know i mean like it's funny so i mean not funny it's it sucks how obviously covid sucks for many reasons but there's the heart you know it feels weird opening up a business when so many other businesses are closing or you know facing serious financial hardship 
But the truth of the matter is it kind of provided me an opportunity for a couple of reasons. And, you know, for one, um, my sleep got completely twisted upside down and I was up at all hours of the night and I thought, okay, what better use of my time can I do than watch Netflix and play like video games. Right. So I started, I started, you know, putting pen to paper and working on this idea a bit more. And, uh, and also people are buying more coffee. The reality is people aren't going to Starbucks anymore. People aren't going to their local coffee shop because they're not at work anymore. So people are buying the Breville's and everybody's mm. buying the espresso machine for home. So, they want better coffee. And I think people are realizing too, like I've heard a few people say, okay, I want a, a, you know, espresso that tastes like it tastes at the coffee shop I go to near my work and the, the beans I buy at Costco aren't doing that. Right. So like a lot of, a lot of people are just trying to gain that pursuit of that cup. Whereas before on the weekends, okay, I can get away with just making a, you know, some drip coffee from Costco. But now when you're stuck at home all week, you want something a bit better maybe. So you start seeking out a bit more specialty roasters. Sure. So I think there was an opportunity there for me. Um, at the same time, COVID obviously adds a lot of obstacles, uh, coffee shops. Like it's, it's not like we're not really pitching that much to business to businesses right now. Cause you can't go to a restaurant and say, Hey, I know you're not open right now, but, uh, do you want to pay more for coffee? You know? So it's been a bit trickier that way. My staff can't be in the roastery at the moment because a lot of them have underlying health conditions. So mm. we have people working from home and, and we're trying to get creative with the ways we can, uh, we can get people to work and we have you know our bike courier he's out and around out and about but everyone else is working from home so there was there's been obstacles because of covid for sure are you strictly uh, um i'm just not there are you are you brick and mortar at all or are you strictly selling online and it's like a ship out business how, how is you know yeah so for right now it it's it's online but uh, we have a few irons that are hopefully going to strike once uh the restrictions get lifted so mm -hmm. we'll be able to be picked up in, in a few different spots around ottawa and then eventually i think uh we have a few different uh, options we're looking at for more kind of nationwide or, or at least provincial wide and that kind of stuff so yeah early stages so for now it's 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 mostly online um but we do have a few spots in ottawa that should be carrying us you Excellent. know soon yeah we'll list all those when we uh, when we post awesome. the video and, and all the rest of it so you guys can uh, order it and take it yeah. to your house and 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 make it and hopefully by then you're also uh, doing your own beans and we're gonna have a whole thing so i uh, <laughs> does the um uh, the uh hiring people you know that are struggling or have disabilities does that apply to everywhere are you are you have you asked you know your farmer have you said hey is there any chance you know you yeah can, totally actually we uh, have you know, um, like that yeah so a great question yeah so i really try and 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 make it you know my ethos you know like, like you had uh the curb your enthusiasm start on your first episode like larry david always says he tries to find a bald accountant a bald you know a bald professional wherever he can right as much as i can i try and hire somebody with a disability through throughout our value chain so right now we have people obviously here in ottawa or in, in our social media manager aaron out in halifax and also uh we're working with um uh bajo coffee in rwanda so they're the, they run the fuji washing station and they're super awesome they have uh they mostly hire like women managers. They have inc complete micro lots that are great women stuff. run from, from widowed women. So it's like a really cool and they pay pensions really great. And also we've talked to their owner, Emmanuel, uh, through my friend, Brandon in Montreal, who's obviously connecting all connecting us. He's the connector about if we pay even further premiums on the coffee, can you increase the hiring people with disabilities and, and pickers? And they, and they already have a lot of processors with people with disabilities because in Rwanda, they have a huge proportion of people with disabilities after the genocide. So that's part of our, our mission is to get more, pro, uh, you know, pickers, uh, processors and, and, and washers um, 
with disabilities hired in Rwanda. So that's a huge, a huge mission that we're kind of looking at in phase two and already started kind of getting the ball rolling. And also in March, I'm super excited that we have uh, an incredible connection with a new farmer in Colombia who for 37 years has been farming on one leg. So once we kind of discovered him through, again, our, our contacts and how incredible his coffee is, we thought it really aligned with our mission. So we're going to be buying a lot of his coffee and it really is like amazing, amazing coffee too. Oh, so yeah, yeah, so it really is something in throughout the value chain we try and we try and employ. Um, we're going to get to a couple of different things here. Um, but um, so can people, do you, do you have a constant um, fundraising platform i i know yeah. that you've got like a, a gofundme for for somebody on on your page that's uh yeah so they lost their life but i mean yeah. just overall like do you yeah do no for sure we do so um yeah that gofundme was for um we work with uh these farmers in guatemala called cafe colas resistancia and they're a group of indigenous chinka farmers who uh grow amazing coffee and also right now are kind of trying to defend their lands against the silver mine that's h it's actually headquartered in canada but they're not really Canadian known, but they, um, but they're headquartered here and they're kind of trying to kind of get encroach on their ancestral lands, uh, and, and break the, their, their indigenous rights to kind of, uh, take over their land. And, and it really is turned violent. And, uh, mm. this one guy who's, who's part of the movement was shot and I, I, you know, he has survived, but, uh, they're trying to raise money to kind of increase security and that kind of stuff. So it's a really tragic situation, but something that we try and support big time. Um, so yeah, so that so that was one. Uh, what was the original question again? I was just like, about like an overall. Like I don't think oh, people then, yeah, un sorry about understand. The, I don't think people right. understand how difficult it is to get, you know, right? Cop. Yeah, and and are you know the fact that you are hiring people with disabilities and, and you're paying benefits and and a good wage, but right on your site, do you have a consistent um, fundraising campaign going or anything like that where people right, can donate? Yeah, so actually the, through just buying our coffee. So I just like, you know, 5% uh, of all our, our, our proceeds go right to able to, that's just the baseline. And then a lot of the times you'll see on our coffee, like if you buy this coffee, an extra dollar goes to able to, um, and then, you know, right now we have a Valentine's Day box that's coming out where $10 is going to able to. So pretty much we always try and, and, and work in uh, donations that way to the program. Um, so, yeah, fundraising has been really tricky. I mean, able to the organization that I, I sit on the board and, and who support us and who we support, they had to cancel, you know, their uh, their big fundraising events all year for the past year. And that mm -hmm. that hurts, you know, that's yeah. the bread and butter for a lot of these organizations. So Sorry, definitely yeah. by buying our coffee, you're not only supporting ethical, you know, uh, farmers, not only supporting uh, the high people with disabilities, you're also giving money to able to, which is supporting a lot of people throughout campus with disabilities. So um, keeping with the funny theme. So yes, I did kick off this series with Jeremy Gersey, who was the original Mocha Joe uh, that J Larry David based uh, uh, you know, th that character off of for Kirby Enthusiasm. Now uh, you are a Seinfeld fan like myself and you have actually named a coffee uh, after, <laughs> after Kirby Enthusiasm. Oh, what is the yeah, name of that coffee? Sure. Cause I loved it. Yeah, I had to, I'm a huge, like Larry David is my, uh, is pretty much my religion. I think if I had to, if I had to give one, but uh, so that's curb your caffeineism is our, is our dedicated blend. <laughs> that your decaf? That's your decaf, it's, right? It's a half decaf, half decaf. And then with two single origin, a red couture and a yellow couture. So it's actually a really good coffee too, but the tasting notes on it are pretty, pretty, pretty good. Uh, we have a, a few, a few knocks to Mocha Joe on the back. So yeah, it really is Amazing. for, uh, for any curb fans. And even speaking of curb, like just the other, uh, the other week we had a, a 
we, we post a lot of curb stuff on our Instagram. So a lot of our customers were curb fans will, will are in on the joke too. And, uh, one, one of the, someone had placed an order and they put your best friend. And I don't know if anybody remembers, but like, it's a deep, a deep curb cut when Marty Funkhauser, the great super Dave Osborne, who recently passed away. Yeah. Uh, he tells Larry, he's, he's upset at Larry because Larry steals flowers from his mom's funeral. And he says, if you weren't my best friend and Larry goes, I'm not your best friend. So like, I just return on the, on the box. I just put in big letters. I'm not your best friend. So like, just, I mean, we really just try to have fun with the curb. Curb is a big part of our, you know, the undercurrent of our, of our roastery for sure. Well, it's great. We'll have a merging of the minds when uh, I get to, uh, Jeremy back on with you and we're going to talk gear and a whole bunch of different things. It's going to be fun. All right. It is time for a segment on here called the espresso shot. All right. Awesome. So I'm going to rhyme off a couple of questions for you. Uh, I want to see how fast you can answer them. Uh, right. We're going to try to try to do this two minutes and under. Right. Whatever, we'll see if we can get there. Yeah, cool. we'll cut it together. We'll cut it together. But yeah, anyways, here we go. You standing by? We're ready to yeah, go. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah. This is Will from uh, the Artery Community Roasters in Scuttlebutt Lodge. There in. Uh, I'm gonna start calling it Scuttlebutt Lodge. That's gonna. I'm gonna have to get a sign made. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one. Favorite coffee. Uh, Geisha. Favorite method of making coffee? Espresso. How do you make the espresso? So many different ways, but not conventional, I'd say, is the, the best answer I'd give. I don't, I don't stick to a, a one to two. You're driving down the road. You uh, have a choice to make. You've hit the hotel, and uh, you got to either drink the hotel coffee or you got to go back out to the truck stop because uh, those are your only options on this one road town. Which one do you pick? Checks out. Better because? conversation. Better conversation and, and probably cleaner plates. Clean plates. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best coffee region, in your opinion? Oof, that's so tough. I'm going to go with Colombia. Colombia. All right. I love Colombia, yeah. Wash Colombian, you can't go wrong, yeah. Uh, your go to start out coffee for someone just starting in coffee. As in, like, go to a cafe or, or you know, if you're going to drive through, get this. Or if you're going to, you know, if there's somebody that's never drank coffee before, they come up to you, you have to remove your product from the equation and say, yeah. all right, if you're going to start, you got to start with this. Right. Well, for one, I would say the roast. I would say don't, first of all, stop going with a dark roast. Just start going with a medium roast. So just kind of get your used to a bit of the acid in the back. So I would say kind of a medium uh, Central American, like a Costa Rican, Colombian coffee, something that's going to be super balanced, but still have some nice fruit to it, just to show you that like coffee can have a lot more notes to it than just kind of like that, that dark, that dark taste, you know? We all know how I feel about dark. And final question, the biggest misconception about coffee? Um, that's so hard. You know, I, I'm, right off the bat, I think the biggest misconception I would say about coffee is that it should cost $10 a pound. It should cost way more than that. Which would drive the price in the stores up to about nine bucks a cup. Probably, which would just so yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, it's a tough I one. Right? That much, but yeah, like it's it's hard though. Like when you walk into the grocery store and you see like you know Costco and it's like two pounds of coffee for fourteen dollars. Like that's it's not the true cost of coffee, you know. 
Well, that's what we're going to try to do on this is educate a little bit more. That is the espresso shot with Will. All right. So it is time uh, to wrap it up, my friend. Um, uh, awesome. Just a couple of things. I, number one, I, I really appreciate making the time today. That was great. Uh, I to, loved it. To yeah. come on um, and really talk about it. I'm fascinated with your business and what you're doing. I think you're doing fantastic things. Um, and it's uh, going to just keep getting better, especially when can, when people can get out and get out a little bit more. We're a little bit more free out here in British Columbia. We can actually go right. to a coffee shop and, and a few things. Right. But um, when the world resets, uh, your yeah. story is going to play, play and play well. So Thanks, um, I appreciate it. where can people find you online and in Ottawa? Yeah, so the arterycommunityroasters.com. So we have a really good website with tons of information about the coffees about our mission about our staff and uh right now we have six different coffees and about uh two weeks we'll have 11 different coffees and that's including the big new tempo blend with uh, run ottawa so go to their website for that one but yeah come to our website find us on instagram we're super active on instagram we have my social media manager aaron who uh is really great she runs the the instagram for the most part so you can engage with her she asks her questions every thursday she has like a uh, ask me anything kind of kind of stream on instagram so yeah so uh right now we're online but we hope to be in lots of stores and we'll post it online and uh share as much as we can but we appreciate all the support and if you don't buy you know our coffee still follow us on instagram and uh you know see all the stuff we're sharing with disability awareness definitely great great cause and uh i'm a huge fan now and i'm very very happy to have discovered you thanks aaron coyle in uh in ottawa for for passing along the info thanks, uh wonderful instagram came along and uh and here we are connected uh over coffee that seems to just connect people around the world constantly oh, yeah. so yeah i appreciate the time will um thanks so much Brenton. this yeah. has been episode three of the journey for java my journey for java took me to ottawa canada today the artery community roasters and uh will my new friend please come back anytime uh lots to talk about i'd love to yeah i can talk coffee all day so can hopefully the listeners <laughs> listen to it that's yeah, yeah. the plan yeah. so thanks everybody until thanks. next week It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. Kids. I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics or hate politics, then have we, we the perfect, perfect podcast for you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date and give you the political and media literacy you seek. To help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed and engaged has never been more fabulous 
fabulous. Or sexy. Catch us on, on the Dean Blundell Network. Or on our YouTube channel. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Because, because democracy, democracy is, is something, something you do. You do.